Hey there, lifestyle, clothing optional thrill seekers. Ed and Phoebe here, and we've got a spicy announcement. Brace yourselves for Libertine Events 2024, the ultimate takeover experience, and it's gonna be wild. Find your tribe with Libertine Events, where you have access to private group chats, host-run seminars, and event surprises around every corner. Dive into the sultry world of Miami Vices this May, but hurry quick. It's already 70% sold out. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hang out with hosts like We've Got a Thing, Casual Swingers, Hump Day Quickies, and Expansive Connection, along with the driving force behind the whole event, Wanderlust Swingers. Save the dates in October because Libertine Events is bringing the heat to San Antonio with Senses 2024. We'll be there, as well as Average Swingers, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, Casual Swingers, Expansive Connection, DJ Life of Spice, and of course, Wanderlust Swingers. Be sure to use promo code SWINGERU, S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U, when you purchase your tickets to spice up your experience and support Swinger University. Once again, that's promo code SWINGERU. S-W-I-N-G-E-R-U at checkout. Get your tickets by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting swingeruniversity.com slash libertine. Welcome to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment program. Bringing you an educational podcast about swinging. Here are your hosts, Ed and Phoebe. Hi, this is Ed. And this is Phoebe. Today we're interviewing a certified sex therapist and sexuality coach, Rhoda Lipscomb. She has a doctorate in clinical sexology, a master's in counseling, and a bachelor in psychology. Her education is paired with certifications in sex therapy, marriage and family therapy, as well as clinical hypnosis. She's a member of seven professional boards and association and is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Colorado. Rhoda started off working in clinics for 14 years of her 28 years in practice, began adding to her education and training, then started her own business. She is passionate about helping others embrace their sexuality and counseling those in relationships that have evolved past the societal norm or standard definitions. On a personal note, she has been in an open relationship for 12 years with her husband, and they like to frequent lifestyle cruises and resorts. We are honored to have Dr. Rhoda Lipscomb to our podcast today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yay! This is so exciting for us. So today we're going to, we've got a couple topics um, that we're going to talk about. And one of the topics that that you had suggested was this unspoken issue of erection challenges in men. Well, yes, I think a lot of times we don't talk about it much in the lifestyle. And yet, yeah. um, it especially once you're you're past your 20s, uh, you know, and most of us in the lifestyle are past our 20s, that uh, it, it does become a challenge. And people often don't know how to really assess it well um, mm-hmm. and figure out what's causing it to happen. Because erection challenges can truly be caused by more than one issue. Um, and it's easy for men to think, oh, I just need to run to my doctor and get Viagra or Cialis, and mm-hmm. that will solve it. And it doesn't always. Mm-hmm. And, and there are particular reasons why. So I think it can be helpful for, for people to understand that rather than get all worked up about what's going on and, and kind of making their own assumptions. That's interesting that you say that because we've heard in a number of podcasts, and we've actually recommended it in several of our podcasts about uh, – Swinger insurance, insurance. the the Viagra and the Cialis. And I've had issues at parties where I've been very distracted, especially early on in the lifestyle and not having that mental focus, you know, things don't work the way that you would expect them to. Right. 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 
And so uh, you're saying then that people will run to the doctor, get Cialis or Viagra, but that doesn't solve the issue. So what are some of the other challenges that are, you know, in front of these men? Yeah, well, then not that it doesn't solve it consistently. And then that ends up being the problem. And I, I even hear stories of guys who then start taking massive doses of either oh. like Viagra and Cialis at the same time. Oh, my God. I'm just going, oh, my God, you're you're going to be like a heart attack or a stroke waiting to happen. No kidding. <laughs> and, and so the fear of not having an erection can be so strong in some men oh. that that can sometimes be what happens. Um, so I like to say that really it falls into three categories. It's It's the physiological issues. It's the hormonal issues. And then it's the psychological issues. Mm. So... Viagra and Cialis are going to work well when it's a, a physiological issue. Right. So if you have something like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, um, it, it, an issue of blood flow, the things that cause blood flow problems, diabetes, um, someone who's been a smoker for many years, mm. there, there is that um, plaque that builds up in the arteries from things like that. And you have to remember that if, if the plaque in your large arteries around your heart, you haven't noticed yet, the, the, the artery that f- flows into the penis is a much smaller artery than the ones around your heart. So, of course, if plaque is starting to build up in your arteries, you're going to notice it there first, ah, wow. long before you ever yeah. notice it in other areas. Oh. So... That's why it's a good idea to go to the doctor and try to figure out, you know, are you dealing with high blood pressure? Are, is this a, a cardiac issue that needs to be addressed? Gotcha. Right. right. Um, so that you're not just avoiding some sort of cardiac issue that's growing and you don't even realize it's growing in your own body. Um, so that's when things like Viagra and Cialis are going to work really well. Right. Um, and, and the other issue with blood flow can be that sometimes you'll see a lot of men, especially in the lifestyle, using cock rings. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because, because the other blood flow issue is that with the mechanics of the penis, the blood flows in through the artery. And when we're very young, when men are very young, the, the little flaps in the veins that shut the blood flow from going back out as it's being pumped in work very well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as human beings, we don't have replacement parts. Right. And as these little little parts start to age, those flaps don't close as well. Uh, and so then you have gotcha. what's called venal leakage, where the veins are leaking a little bit. So that's why you'll get a, a nice firm erection to start, and then it starts going down. Ah. Or you don't get sense. as firm an erection at 45 as you got at 20. Right. It's kind of like your eyes getting... Bad. Yes. It's <laughs> starting to go bad. And other little parts that start to yeah, wear. Exactly. Start to break down. Exactly. And so that's when a cock ring can help because then it, that pressure across the very top of the penis close to the body will kind of push down on those veins and, and keep the blood in there. And Got so it. for those kinds of, you know, physiological problems, those sort of solutions can work well. Either the Viagra, the Cialis, and a cock ring, you're probably going to be really good to go. Right. Right. Um, If it's hormonal issues, then it's something where you're really going to want to see more of a urologist, not necessarily just your general practitioner. You want someone with a much more advanced um, education in, in male sexuality, male genital issues. So hormonal, you're going to start to see symptoms, not only um, erection issues, but you're going to see symptoms such as um, loss of uh, first morning erection. The morning wood is either going to be non-existent or much less. Mm. Uh, With hormonal, men will have trouble sleeping. Uh, They may be a bit more lethargic, feel depressed. Yes. Um, yeah, because that without the that uh, higher amount of testosterone, there's a lot of effects within the whole body of a man that that happens. Mm-hmm. So notice a lot of those different types of problems if it's hormonal. And then I recommend going to. I know there's a lot of different um, 
clinics that have been set up these days for, you know, low T, they advertise low T and mm-hmm. some of them are good. Some of them are not. Um, so I always like to warn people, I'm like, I would really, if you have the insurance and can afford it, I would highly recommend just going to a full urologist to make yes. sure you're getting the right assessments, the right tests run. Um, yeah, that would, that would be the, the first line of defense. Um, and then you're probably going to see a big difference. <clears throat> now, psychological problems are what we like to call performance anxiety. Again, that is more about the anxiety, the, that worry about, well, what if I don't get an erection? What if I, or you're being like, like you said, Ed, that being very kind of looking at all the things around us, especially in the lifestyle that when guys start out, there is so much that you're not used to having in your typical sex life. Right. 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 Couple right next to you on the bed, going at it, or on the bed next to you, or you know, just there's so many sights and sounds, and it, it can be very distracting. Right, yes. right, yes, very much and, so. And I think a lot of men put great pressure on themselves um, with a brand new partner. There is this pressure to perform, yes. this pressure to impress, um, yes. which comes not only from the men but it also often comes from the women. And I hear a lot of stories of from men in the lifestyle who will say they had trouble with an erection and they have literally had some woman go off on them. Wow. And she is angry. She is berating them as if somehow this is about her. Right. She takes it and mentally is like, I'm not attractive enough. I'm not good enough. That's why you're not getting this immediate heart erection. Right. Ah. And then women put all these pressure on men, too. And let's face it, penises do not respond well to a lot of pressure. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, you know, getting yelled at really makes me hard. I just, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it just doesn't for most men. Um, unless you have a real kink for that, which right. that's a whole other issue. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, sometimes it is, as of the women, we need to understand that when a man's not getting an erection, especially in his 40s and 50s, it's not necessarily about us yes most yes. of the time it's not about us <laughs> yes um and we need to be, be a bit more understanding because especially as as women i mean i don't know about you phoebe but i know for me if if the guy's not getting an erection but he can maintain doing other things like he can do oral he can do manual you know because i always want to look at a guy and go really did your mouth and your fingers stop working too Right. Like, right. Come on. Like, yeah. No, you, you have other tools in your toolbox here. That's Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It's not just about your dick. Exactly. So, exactly. Yes. And yeah. And so for a guy who can do that, oftentimes, if he can stop worrying about his penis. Yes. The first thing to do is kind of to take a deep breath and be like, okay, let's just shift gears and we'll go do something else. And right. try not to think about it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get back in your body. Because yes. sex is a very body and sense, you know, all your senses experience. You know, focus on what you see that you think is arousing, what you feel, what you hear, what you smell, what you taste. Yeah. Focus on that and stop thinking about your penis and he will probably come back on his own. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we, I guess we've had, I'm not sure why our experiences, maybe it's just we've had this honest exchange with individuals where it, it, it's fun and it's open and it's honest. So if if there is a situation where another couple we're playing with, you know, maybe he's not hard, you know, we, we kind of laugh, we're, we're, we're just open, we're like, hey, you guys want to take a snack break? Or or we just shift and, you know, we we would pile up on, on, on one woman and everyone, you know, it's kind of this, it, we just talk about it, like, hey, did someone want to take a break? Or right. let's try this? Or in the beginning, we were so overwhelmed, I, I'd, I'd be like, Oh, my gosh, okay, I'm really overwhelmed by all this, sen- this sensory input, I just need a like a little three minute break, you know, just to kind of calm down. And everyone laughs, and we all take a breath, and we grab a drink of water, we go back at it again. You know, so I think just that right. honesty helps keep things light and helps people relax. And they, it's the reset, right? 
it really it really is um and, and that makes a huge difference um but sometimes you know in my practice if i if I have a guy come to me with a lot of performance anxiety, and especially if it's been going on for a while, now it starts to really get in his brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so every sexual experience he starts to enter into, he's he's thinking about it, he's concerned about it. And then we have to do a lot more uh, work on the anxiety. Right. Um, teach him some more tools to deal with the anxiety. Um, and sometimes that's where the clinical hypnosis comes in, is doing oh. some hypnosis sessions yeah. to... Yeah. To remind his subconscious mind that he knows how to do this. Right. Yes. Like that he, he doesn't have hormonal issues. He doesn't have physical issues. This really is all an anxiety issue because gotcha. if you're anxious enough, your brain will override however aroused and excited you are. Right. Yeah. It, it becomes that yeah. uh, fight or flight response, right? Where you're, it, you're, it you're shifting more into... Oh my God! How do I get out of this? <laughs> well, yes, yeah. Or it's because getting yeah. that that very strong fear emotion in the primal level of the brain, right. like what people call the the caveman brain. Yeah, the triune <laughs> brain. Yeah, and you you strike that fear emotion at that level of the brain, and you c- literally cannot reach your higher brain functions. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't reach your reasoning and your logic and and that stuff and you've got to calm yourself down because that fear is telling you i've either got to run away i've got to fight something i've got to freeze so some predator doesn't see me or i've got to just literally flop on the ground like i'm dead and hope (laughs) the predator will leave me away (laughs) and it's a very primal brain function that's just hardwired in all of us yeah and it also seems kind of pavlovian right where you you kind of trigger that response every time you're in that situation and so every time you get into that situation you trigger that response and it becomes kind of this feedback loop which is why this service that you i mean you know that you have the is 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 a great option for those individuals that just can't get past that roadblock they still want to be in the lifestyle they can't seem to move through that and this helps get them over that so that they can still you know enjoy this experience with their partner right yeah and and that's when if it is something that is hormone i mean that is performance based you're gonna then not, you're going to want a, a, a full sex therapist. You're not going to want just your general average therapist who deals with depression, anxiety, and stuff. Like right. you want somebody who's more trained in sex therapy who who understands who that gets stuff. It. And, yeah, yeah. Right. And usually, especially when I do hypnosis, it's not like it's a long term uh, thing. It's it's usually a few sessions and they're fine. Like, oh, then they're that's kind of so back cool. That's good. Yeah. That's good to know. Usually, I didn't know that. it's pretty simple. Um, it's it's kind of one of the easier things to deal with than <laughs> a lot of other things. Right. <laughs> yeah, I suppose awesome. it's not deep seated childhood issues or, right, or right. things that have been ingrained for years and years. It's it's right. probably pretty recent, so that makes sense. That, that makes, makes sense. a lot yeah, of sense. That's pretty cool. Now, with the psychological issues, with this kind of anxiety driven, um, will have you? seen this or heard that viagra can kind of counteract some of that stuff like is it a little bit of a buffer or is it just look if you're if you're kind of overwhelmed by this seek professional help it depends on how overwhelmed you are gotcha um sometimes the viagra can help a little bit because again it's giving you that psychological crush Uh, that part of your brain saying oh i took this pill so it's going to be okay there you go so it's 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 like a, oh, what do they call that in a controlled study? Uh, placebo. It's it's almost placebo, right? Like it triggers yeah, that psychological response. Yeah, it's almost placebo. But the, and the problem is that then it will it will not work consistently enough. Uh, yeah. Because if then they keep on that mental track of worrying about it, it'll work one time and then not the other. Ah. And then now it puts them back into that fear of, oh, now I can't count on this again. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then they start taking more. If you're more. fearful enough, you can override the Viagra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. I can see that. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. It is amazing what the human brain can do. <laughs> and they, they, not always in, in our favor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do say it is mind over matter, right? Yes. Like y- you can mm-hmm. oh, yeah. visualize things and kind of make them happen with your with your brain. With enough training and repetition, you, you can actually right. 
envision that stuff happening. So yeah, you can, I guess you can go the opposite direction too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, you can. <laughs> oh my goodness. So uh, how many men in general do you think have this challenge? Is it just all men and it comes and goes and it's variable or what? Well, I mean, erection issues are going to affect all men at some point in their life. Right. Um, I, I always tell people that all these various types of sexual functioning problems, I don't like using the word dysfunction because it yeah. sounds like there's something wrong with you. Exactly. And, right. and there really isn't. I mean, whatever sexual functioning problem you're dealing with, all of us are going to experience that at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Like every man, man is going to have erection issues at some point they're going to ejaculate sooner than they want later than they want they're going to have trouble with desire issues it's going to be way high way low um and the same with women you know we're going to have problems with lubrication we're going to have trouble with getting aroused uh trouble with pain from penetration um again desire issues it's just it's kind of universal for us and it's more about how you deal with it Right. Then it is the fact that it happens. Right. You know, so there is a bit of and figuring out is it really a problem or is it just something? I mean, like, let's face it, the pandemic last year, a lot of us, our sex drive has not been exactly the highest. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because there's been so much stress going on in the world. Oh, gosh. Yes. And yes. the more stressed we are, the less, the less we are to really want a lot of sex. Right. Right. Yeah. So it is going to, it it will change over time. It happens to everybody. Yeah. Could happen in the beginning, could happen as you age. So right. over the course of your swinger lifestyle, not to mention your normal lifestyle, you will be faced with this challenge. And, and like you said, it's a matter of how, how you deal with it. So we had an, another interesting question. Do you think men who have uh, a sexual function challenge actually get into the lifestyle uh, as a way to fulfill the needs of their other partners. So say they actually have EDD and, you know, they, they, you know, want to, to get into the lifestyle because they want they want to be in a sexy environment they want to see that pleasure in their other partner and they go to lifestyle events and this is a way of of fulfilling a different need in their life in their lifestyle want an adventure that will give you memories for a lifetime we've been on three bliss cruises and they were filled with daily sexy activities great conversations evening theme parties, and exciting memories. There's something for everyone, no matter where you are in your lifestyle journey. All are welcome. Book your cruise through our link and create your unforgettable experience, moments, and smiles. Visit swingeruniversity.com forward slash vacations and book your trip today. I, I think there certainly are a, a number of people who probably do get into the lifestyle. I mean, exactly how many, I'm not sure we have ever really know because i don't know of any studies that really have um, those questions um but i certainly know just from people i've talked to that different people when you ask them like what brought you into the lifestyle you know it is sometimes for that you know if after 20 years of marriage and you know an exclusive relationship um yeah you need you need more and it isn't that you don't love and adore your spouse, but right. you know it's kind of like if you had to eat the same thing three meals a day for twenty years. Right. At a certain point, you can be like, "Oh, great, that again." <laughs> uh, as much as you might love it, you know, um, it, it's going to get tiring, and it's you can only do so much to spark it up. Right. Um, right. And, at some point, in, you've learned pretty much everything you you can about that one individual yeah yeah like how much how many books and podcasts you see in the monogamy world where they're talking about ways to spice up (sighs) your sex life like because we know that after a number of years with the same person um, yeah yeah you you can't even leave the grocery store checkout without 
glancing over at Cosmopolitan telling women how to have better sex. Like it's, it's all in there about spicing up your relationship or, you know, every issue. Yeah. Yes. Every issue. Yes. Every issue. Um, And it's, it's now even started in some of the men's magazines. Yes. Men's health. You'll see all these issues on sex and how to be a better lover and how to have a better erection. And like, we're all bombarded with these issues that sex has to be better and last longer and be more intense. And it's like, so much pressure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Earlier, we touched on the example you'd given about a the woman that was just really irate that the man, you know, couldn't oh, have yeah. an erection and didn't didn't satisfy her. How? I mean, this goes to those expectations that you may run into with with other play partners. What about? the orgasming expectation out there do you have a lot or experienced a lot of people with this expectation and this creates a lot of internal anxiety that they must orgasm with their swing partner or they must bring them to an orgasm otherwise they're not a good swing partner right have you heard anything about this i you know i certainly have encountered it um on, on both sides, and I, I think there is a, this again this pressure to perform and to have this. It, it has to be this peak experience every time. Yeah. Uh, not really realistic. No. Um, <laughs> and so many people don't quite understand that. Like orgasm really originates in the brain. Yeah. So again, it's being in your body. Um, it isn't all about the genitals. I mean. Part of the reason orgasms frequently come from the genitals is because they're just so rich with so many thousands of nerve endings. However, we have nerve endings all over our body, and it's possible to have orgasms from being uh, stimulated through parts of our bodies that have nothing to do with our genitals at all. Yes. Um, Fortunately, I learned at a very young age that I, I could orgasm from all sorts of parts of my body. Yeah. Um, because it is kind of being in the experience and being in your body and enjoying it and let it, and not being in your head. Because uh-huh. I think so often people are far more in their head than they are in their bodies. Yeah. Difficult to orgasm if you're in your head and you're thinking too much about whatever it is, whether you're wondering what your partner is doing on the other bed, whether you're distracted by that's going on whether it's a new person you're like oh they're just not doing it the way i like it and how do i tell them how i like it without sounding like a biatch (laughs) (laughs) so it it can be very stressful to and then you're again you're out of your body you're not in your head yeah and so yeah you know the best sex is going to be the times you're in your body Mm -hmm. and you let go of whatever it is you're thinking about Mm-hmm. And, and let it flow over you. Yeah, we've we've had our best experiences when we were just having a good time, just relaxed, Not, yeah. great conversation, things kind of swing in that direction. And, you know, you're not trying to plan it out. You're not even trying to figure out what the next move is to get them into the room, to right? Like that whole planning, that closing the deal thing. Right. And when it's been kind of, natural and organic and just us having a good time uh in the evening we usually have great sex right right and i've also experienced i decided somewhat early on and this challenged my confidence was to be vocal because i was having experiences that were just like really this is what it's all about. Like that did nothing for me. I'm like there was a dick in my vagina and I felt nothing. I'm like, well, like, so I had high expectations. I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to have sex with this, this pseudo random person. Right. Um, that I don't know. And it's going to be amazing. And then I was like, wait, what, what, where did this expectation come from? Right. And so it, it was silly for me to have that expectation because I, I mean, we've only been together, what, five, you know, or engaging for an hour in conversation and to have them know all my buttons, bells and whistles is a, is unreasonable. So I decided, you know what, 
there's no way no one's going to know all that. There, I mean, Ed knows all my bells and whistles. That's great. But I need to educate that other person. If I want to be in charge of, of my own orgasm and have a great experience, I can help with that and say, hey, I really like when you twist my nipples or I really like them pulled on hard, but I don't like biting. You know, you can gently give these Right. Even even before you engage, you're like, this is one of my turn-ons. And guaranteed that that guy's going to do that for you. And you're like, wow, this is great. So I started off slow with that. And then I was like, okay, because I wasn't confident about voicing that without sending, like like you said, a biatch. So I'm like, how do I say it gently to not wound the, the male ego? <laughs> and so I was like, oh. And so I experimented with that. And then, you know, when someone's between my legs, I'm like, oh, could you use the flat of your tongue, you know, or a little slower, right. a little faster. And it, but it worked for me, it was a challenge giving direction because I wasn't used to being vocal in that way. So it, right. I grew in my sexuality, got what I wanted. They felt good by giving pleasure. So we all win. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah. It, and we forget how how much we're still, even though we've become swingers and we've become much more sexually active in many ways, we still have those early childhood and early adult messages that come from family, that come from friends, that come from the media. God, yes. How we're supposed to be or how the other person's supposed <sighs> to be. And, and they're in there in the back of our minds and we don't even realize they come up until right? those moments when we're going, oh, I'm supposed to tell them what i want oh that feels really uncomfortable a good girl doesn't do that right (laughs) a guy should just know right why would we think a guy should just know why would we think that (laughs) i mean half the time we don't even know their names so i mean i don't know how we would expect to know where their buttons are and what they like in the bedroom (laughs) i know it's so weird the the human brain how those things would float up and we would have, Ed and I would have all these conversations and I go, you know, these random things would come back from like years past. And I go, my God, I thought I addressed that that challenge in my life years ago. Why is this coming up now? And it's like, I f- it, it, and then I had to be at peace with that coming up again and not, because it felt like I was going backwards. And I'm like, no, you're not going backwards. It's just a small little thing that's popping up and so we just talk it out and and we're able to move past it but it 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 surprised me i was like wait where did that where did that thought come from that's been that's been long ago (laughs) it's so weird that old programming for me from parochial school and you know what a good girl does and what you should and shouldn't do and what's right and what's not right you're like really Wow, I thought I totally deprogrammed all that stuff. <laughs> oh, but that's 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 why I love this lifestyle because it you grow sexually and you 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 grow in other areas like your your brain, your mind expands, your body expands, like all your experiences expand. It's it's been a wonderful, wonderful, awesome experience. Hey there, podcast listeners. You've been tuning into our episodes, but have you ever wondered about the steamy details of our adventures or maybe hungry for some sultry, erotic stories? Well, guess what? We've got something special just for you. Our exclusive Patreon page. It's like a VIP pass to the saucier side of our world. So if you're ready for an exclusive behind-the-mic experience, head over to our Patreon page now. Trust us, this is where the magic happens. See you there, patrons. It is. It's a great experience, and it really can help people grow so much. Yeah. In in ways they don't even realize at times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Any other... Any other... Well, I was going to ask some other questions because we've we've been talking a lot about our experiences. Yes. So, 
we introduced you and you and your husband are are also part of this lifestyle. You're not just a professional helping the rest of us. <laughs> Uh, crazy sex people. Um, <laughs> you happen to be one of us. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. How did you get started in, in swinging? Um, well, you know, we got started, it was a number of years after we'd been married. And we we had had some challenges uh, within our own sex life. Um, and, you know, I, I think sometimes, especially when you do some of the stuff that I do, you know, within my own profession, there is this sort of embarrassment or shame to have to admit that you might have challenges in your own sex life. Because people hear what you do for a living and they think, oh, you have like the best sex life ever. <laughs> right. You know, and people would look at my husband and be like, you are so lucky. <laughs> and we're sitting there going, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So lucky. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the massage therapist of what you know and they're like oh my god you must get massages all the time and you're like no no i don't just because he's a massage yeah, therapist no. i don't no yeah <laughs> no um yeah so we had some big challenges and and we actually separated for a period of time it wasn't because we didn't love each other we just couldn't figure out how to how to yeah. work it out and right. we managed and during our separation i i kind of experimented with swinging and because I'm, I'm the more adventurous of between my husband and I, my husband's a sweet boy scout. I always say <laughs> his, his only kink is that he's a swinger. Like it's the only kink the man has. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I, I jokingly refer to him as the vanilla swinger. That's <laughs> awesome. I love it. Um, yes. And, and he's sweet and dutiful, but you know, no, he's just not experimental. So, so when we, together he knew about this and he said he wanted to try it i'm like okay well i'm not just throwing you into the deep end of the pool here so <laughs> we just started going to some swinger meet and greet so there was there was no sex there was no nudity there was no expectation or pressure he just got to meet people and he got to see that all of his ingrained beliefs about what what it means to be a swinger and what these people were like, right? You know, because I mean, of course, our first swinger event, he was terrified that like somebody was going to grab him, rip his clothes off, and throw him in the middle of an orgy, right? Uh, yes, you know, yes. And the women were just—he had no idea what it was going to be like. But you know, we went and we we met people, and some of whom are still good friends of ours, and he could see they were like, oh, well, they're just like us. Like, well, right? yeah, dear, I, I've been trying to tell you that. <laughs> They're not ravenous sex fiends. They, they, you know, they have jobs and families and... <laughs> respectful you know. people. They're respectful people, yes. And so I slowly worked him into it that way. And so eventually when we had our first experience, you know, it, it, I, I let him... I let him choose. I let him go. You know, it kind of happened. And the, there, were, there were two other couples. And like our first experience was actually a sixum, not a foursome. Yeah, and I was a little anxious myself because I'm going, okay, this is going to be his first. But the other women were just so like kind of at him and going, oh, come on, let's all go. We've got a hotel room. We can all go. It'll be fun. And I just looked at him like, it's up to you. You decide. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. And he said, no, I want to do it. Like, okay, so cool. and it went very well, and you know, and it was it was a very fun experience, and we had a there was a, about a year of transition where yeah, I, about a year I was very anxious, going oh my god one day he's just going to tell me he doesn't want this and and he's going to say no and now what am I going to do because I I can't go back right <laughs> yeah Pandora's <laughs> box is yeah. open I've gone yeah. too far I can't go back yeah um, <laughs> yeah and. Our, our first trip to Desire oh. was about a year after we started swinging, and it was off the charts. We went with no expectations, but it was uh, off the charts. Wow. I don't know if you've ever been to the Desire in Riviera Maya, but in one of their buildings, their hot tub is this huge 50-person hot tub on the roof of one of the buildings. It has a swim-up bar, and it's it's just huge. And about twice a day, it fills up with everybody. Wow. So like late afternoon and then later at night. And so we're there late afternoon and it's just full of people and everyone's on. And he's 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 a salesman. So he's very easy 
to talk to and he talks to anyone and yes very friendly and he's chatting with everybody and i'm over in another part of the hot tub chatting and i i glance over and i see he's got this woman up on the edge of the hot tub with his face buried between her legs <laughs> and i'm like oh well good he's having fun and <laughs> I, I, I kind of go back to whoever i was talking to and i look over a few minutes later and now it's a second woman <laughs> That's awesome. And then a third, and then a fourth. <laughs> I counted five. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! And so then it was. I looked at the clock. It was time. I'm like, oh, we gotta go. We gotta get ready for dinner. And we dance. <laughs> and so I pull him out of the hot tub, and we're walking down the stairs to our room. And I looked at him. And I said, "You had five women on the edge of the hot tub. Like, <laughs> my God, you had the pussy buffet." <laughs> And he gets this sort of shy, like, yeah, I did. I'm like, no, 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 you don't get to give me the shy little boy. Like, no, you you have graduated. Oh, yeah. I am not worrying about you anymore. Right? That's right. I know. Why exactly. little bird fly? Because I'm done worrying about you. <laughs> no kidding. That's awesome. Oh, my God. That's yeah, training wheels are off now. Yep. Oh, when, yeah. When you got them lined the up like that. Training wheels came off. Oh, my God. And, that's yeah. awesome. And yeah. And, it's, and it, yeah, it's, it's been quite an adventure. So, so we've done desire a few times when we've gotten into some of the swinging cruises which are uh, you know unless you really hate cruises i really ex- recommend them they are oh, yeah. just a blast yeah uh, because you've got like four to six thousand swingers on the same ship like right. you're gonna find somebody that oh yeah like yeah. <laughs> absolutely we had that experience we've been on one swinger cruise and we by the time we warmed up, unfortunately, it was like a day or two into it. We we kind of wasted 24, 48 hours, which was unfortunate. But uh, by the time we warmed up to it, we'd found the solarium. We were in there like every night. It was so much fun. We had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it is a blast. It doesn't even matter where this ship is going. No. No. I don't know. No, no, I don't care. You get off a few times and be like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll buy some trinkets. But I'm going to go back in the ship now. <laughs> right? Yes. I know. Same. Back to the naked yeah. fun. <laughs> back yeah. to the naked fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's just so relaxing to be like on the pool deck, being able to lay naked by the pool, swim in the pool naked, even though they're not having sex on the pool deck because they don't allow that. But it's just the freedom to relax and be yourself. And you're around like-minded people and everybody's happy. Right. Yeah. Everybody on the ship is happy. I mean, I know. Even if you talk to the staff, the staff will be like, oh, we love you guys because you're all happy and you're not cranky <laughs> at the bar or at the dinner. <laughs> when can you come back? I right. know. I know. I know. It's awesome. We have a totally different focus than the quality of the food on a swinger cruise. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not as about that. As long as it's halfway decent, that's all we care. We just need calories, you know, because we just need to refuel so we can get back in. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So they are. Yes. Yeah, we we are crossing our fingers and our toes on both hands and feet that November cruise will actually happen. Although we're... We're being told it may not. Yeah, we're being overly optimistic, we suspect. Yeah, yeah. So far, I've heard the one in November is going forward, but I haven't heard anything that won't. I'm I'm hoping it does. The guidelines are a little vague at this point, and um, oh yeah, we're we're not. They're starting to open things up so that cruises can go November first, but that's cutting it really close. Yeah, that's really close because it's mid-November. It's cutting it very close. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, and. You know, if they have required everybody be vaccinated so we can have full rain, then fine. Absolutely. No problem with that. Exactly. Go get your shots, people. I know. (laughs) It's It's for a good cause. It's It's for for a a good good cause. cause. That's right. We all want to play again. (laughs) We're like anxious little kids looking at the playroom going, I want to play. I want to play. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, Ed, Rhoda, anything else we want to add to this lovely interview? Any other questions or points that you would like to make for our listeners? 
You know, I, th- I think the biggest point to make is to remember to not put too many expectations and too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. You know, to go into every every party, every club, every swing event with keep your expectations low. Yes. You know, if, if you just go and you meet some fun people and you have some great conversations, that is a win. Mm-hmm. That is a good night, especially mm-hmm. after you lockdown. It's really a great night. Yeah. Um, and if more happens, that's that's icing on your cake. Yeah. But but don't don't spoil your evening because you didn't have this amazing orgy that you know you got to direct and like no 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 take those expectations off the off the table because the best sexual experiences we've ever had happened just organically. Yeah. Like there was no pressure. Nobody was pushing. Nobody was saying this had to happen or that happened. They just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And those yeah. are the, like, those are the ones when I think back in my memory bank, those are the ones that stand out of like, oh, wow, that was, that was a night that I'm going to take to my grave. Like, it'll be on my deathbed and remembering that orgy and this one place and there were 12 of us on the bed and, oh, wow. Right, just Ditto. magic. I'm, I'm, I'm having memories magic. flood back, right, <laughs> yeah. right as you're describing that. Yes, and it's it's those times when you're not pushing it, you're not trying to make it happen. It just happens. I know, and it, and we always talk about don't have expectations, and it's it's hard not to because we it is we we have them, so we know what to expect going into a situation. It's like it's it's part of our being to to you know you know the sky is blue and the sun rises and then sets like we expect certain things so it's how we live and walk through our life so it's it's hard not to especially when you spend all that time getting ready you hired a sitter you know you're going out (laughs) like and you want something magical to happen not just your average going out to dinner date and so it's kind of it's hard to to not. It is. But I, I wish we it, it is. had a magical mental technique where we could tell people think of pineapples or something. <laughs> think of this. Yeah, and there's a difference between hope, hoping that something great will happen, and the pressure of trying to make it happen. Yes. And, and stay in your hope part of your mind. Where like I hope it'll happen. It'll be a great night either way. Yeah, right. that's a good Make way to phrase it. Make those connections. Make those friendships with people. Um, you know, some of our absolute most wonderful friends are people we know from the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to say uh, six years ago, we moved into a new house that we had built. And as we were building it, we had to sell our old house and go live apartment for six months while it was being built. And when we moved into the apartment, it was literally December 26th. Oh, wow. And one of our lifestyle fr- couple, a friend of ours, I told them like the week before that we were moving, we were doing this, and I wasn't asking them for help. And they offered to help. Aww. Wow. That's great. That's awesome. And I always said that like really great friends are, when they learn you're moving, they offer to help. They don't wait till they're asked. Yes. And those are our lifestyle friends. Like these are the people who we have these very deep connections to and I know are there for us when we need them. And I I don't always find that in the vanilla world. Yeah. Especially as you get older. Because yeah. people get so busy and they're they're worried about their careers and their children and their lives and their aging parents as we get to a certain yeah. age, you know. Yeah. And um yeah. That's so, true. It's it's really important to remember that what keeps people in the swinging lifestyle are those connections you make. Like we go into it for the sex and the variety and all that fun stuff. But what keeps us there, the ones of us that have been in there for like 10, 12, 15 years, it's because of these connections we make with people. Absolutely. That we find we're having such a hard time making in our regular vanilla life. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Well, Thank it was you, great talking to you. This was excellent information. I'm sure our listeners will benefit from this directly and, and indirectly. And hopefully, uh, as a direct result, people will have a little bit better sex. Yes. And, and just to enjoy it more and, and, and really appreciate the sex when it's great. And when it's just like, oh, 
that was nice. That's okay, too. That's right. I mean, okay sex is better than no sex at all. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely <laughs> I agree. agree. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me. And uh, maybe we'll do this again. Yeah. Yeah, this would, would be love great it. to do again. Yes. I would love to come back. Yeah. Oh, cool. Maybe after your, uh, your the pressure from your book, your anxiety from your book is relieved, um, we'll have you back on. You can you can oh, pitch yeah. the book. Oh yeah. Well, well, this next book isn't probably one that really for most of the swinger world. It's it's more for a, a unique niche I have that is is a whole different area of human sexuality. Ah. Um, so probably not too many in the swinger world would be part of it. I just um, made the assumption. I was all all on board with more sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. This is a very different, a very different niche. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, best of luck with that, and uh, we really you. appreciate you spending some time with us today to impart Absolutely. your knowledge. Absolutely, you. I appreciate you having me on. Before you turn off our podcast to take care of all the vanilla things pulling you away, please reach out and give us a review. I know. Mashing a star is so much easier, but a review is so much better for sharing your love of what we're doing with others. We would appreciate it. If you want to share a personal story, ask us questions, or share your comments, you can contact us at swingeruniversity at gmail.com. Check us out at swingeruniversity.com where you can find links to our Twitter and Instagram feeds. Thank you for listening to Swinger University, your horizontal enrichment podcast. Hey, have you heard? SDC is more than just a dating site. They have expert contributors and educators like us and from all around the world to guide you in everything from how to talk to your partner about swinging and the different kinds of open relationships. You can also find out what you need to know before opening up your relationship, common swinger conflicts, and how to resolve them. Have you ever wanted to know what a swingers club is like? How to meet other swingers? Find a unicorn? Be a hot wife? Well, you can find all that information as well and much, much more. Check out SDC by clicking the link in the show notes and get your free seven-day membership.